Thanks for downloading another episode of Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. And today we take a deeper dive into this one hit wonder stuff. So uh, come along, join us as we play Stump the Disc Jockey on One Hit Wonders Episode 2. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us here on Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. And a big Hogan howdy from Hogan Holler. How is everybody? That's that Dave Hogan part of this (laughs) equation, and I'm the Randy Houston part, and uh, we appreciate you coming back to join us for uh, number two. This is the the sequel. That's what we call this, the sequel. (laughs) If you say so. That's okay with me. A sequel to the show we did a couple of weeks ago called One Hit Wonders. Mm-hmm. We had fun with that. So we had fun with that. I hope y'all did too, but we want to do some more. Uh, Dave has done the research and uh, he's he's got all the answers over there because he's done the work. And I'm just kind of sitting back and uh, he, he's tossing bombs at me. I did pretty <laughs> good the first round. I think you only missed one out of a dozen or so <laughs> one hit wonders uh we we went over uh some of those in the uh pop field actually uh before we started recording here today i went back and listened to one that you mentioned uh tippy toeing by the Harden trio that i was remi- that was a one hit wonder in the pop field back in 1966 and there's so many of those Actually, the Harden Trio Tippy Towing was a hit on both the pop charts and the country charts. Was it? But I'd never heard of the Harden Trio after that. <laughs> it just went away. Another um, duet. We were talking about duets, and one of these days we're going to do a a show on duets. Remember Johnny and Joni Mosby? Oh, yeah. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me. Take a left and then a right was their big hit. Was it? Okay. Take a left and then a right. Johnny and Joni Mosby. Uh, man and wife? hmm Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah. I uh, booked them on a show at the Asheville City Auditorium one time. I just started to say, I, I bet I remember them from uh, the, the country shindig shows you used to promote at the City Auditorium. They were uh, from Van Nuys, California. And they always used on their, uh, during their act, they would say, you know how uh, our hometown got its name? One of the early settlers looked out over the Pacific Ocean one day and said, very nice. And that transferred into Van Nuys eventually, and that's how it got its name. Van Nuys. (laughs) Van Nuys. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about some one-hit wonders here. Bobby Gentry. Well, of course, that was the Ode to Billy Joe. It was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. Yeah, and who wrote that song? She did. She did? Oh, oh, she wrote it too? I think she did, yeah. She had another record that was a bit of a hit, but nothing compared to the million-seller Ode to Billy Joe. She had a recording of Fancy, which Reba McIntyre later on recorded right but the big one that everybody remembers with bobby gentry is ode to billy joe i still uh drag it out on the third of june play it every third of june i, I remind my radio buddies hey you got to play bobby joe bobby gentry today how about a song called heaven's just a sin away so we 
We're letting you think a minute before Randy pops the answer out here. But it was a father-daughter duo. One of the few father-daughter duos. Jeannie and Royce the Kendalls. That's right, the Kendalls. Speaking of father-daughter duos, there was a famous mother-daughter duo. Yeah, you're right. We got to do a show on duos. Uh, and the one you're talking about, uh, they were phenomenal. And it was the Judds, Monona and Naomi. Mm, boy, they were good. Man alive. Nothing like that. <clears throat> a mother-daughter duo. Yeah, but we, we're going to do a show on duos. Uh, probably coming up real soon. We're going to do a show on bluegrass, too. But more, more from the one-hit wonder category. Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, yeah. Of course, we. the song, we all know. Achy, breaky heart. My joke about achy, breaky heart is uh, there's two guys in front of the firing squad. They've been sentenced to be executed and ask the guy on the right, what's your last wish? He said, I want to hear achy, breaky heart. One more time. One more time. And they go to the guy on the left and say, what's your final? He said, shoot me first. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus had that big hit, achy, breaky heart, and several other recordings, but nothing compared to achy, breaky heart. But he is one of the featured artists on Old Town Road. You know the song Old Town Road? Right. Uh, by the uh, rap artist Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. And they've done several remixes of that song with various artists, and Billy Ray Cyrus is one of them. But uh, as far as a single uh, recording as a single artist, the only big hit that Billy Ray Cyrus had was Achy Breaky Heart. You know, there's a new um, trend in music. It's called country trap. Well, now, tell me more. You, you're enlightening me here. These are rappers who uh, wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats and sing country-type songs with a, a rap, rap style and a rap beat. Well, called country trap. Trap. Country Trap. Trap. And Old Town Road, which I love. I absolutely love Old Town Road. And, you know, my, uh, let's see, she would have been about six or seven years old at the time. Granddaughter, Ray Lee Lawson, Aaron Lawson, you know Aaron, his daughter. Of course. She introduced me to that song <laughs> when she was about six or seven years old. I said, what is that? I like that. <laughs> She was playing Old Town Road on her tablet, right? her device that all kids have nowadays. You've got the grandkids to keep you, keep you modern, Pop. And, and yeah. she had a broomstick, yeah. and yeah. she was riding that broomstick around the <laughs> living room as Old Town Road played. Oh, great. But Billy Ray Cyrus is one of, the, uh, one of the artists, featured artists, on one of the recordings of Old Town Road. And, of course, he's the dad of Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, you know, the, the talent. Uh, 
Mark Jesse, my friend, uh, that I worked with at, uh, at iHeart radio with, uh, he was, uh, from, uh, Marshall university, Huntington, West Virginia. That is also the hometown of, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And he, uh, Mark started telling me back in the early eighties, got this kid, to keep an eye on his name, Billy Ray Cyrus. Hmm. Next thing you knew, achy breaky heart was out and uh, that's who Mark was talking about. Wow. <laughs> you know, there was a charitable organization. I can't remember, uh, which charity it was over in Johnson city when I was working there. And they did an annual um, benefit on TV to raise money. And the writer of Achy Breaky Heart from down near Knoxville, I don't recall his name, but somebody connected with him and he was on this show. And Achy Breaky Heart was just beginning to become a big hit. And the fellow, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, was telling me that he hangs drywall for a living. And I said, you won't have to do that much any longer, will you? <laughs> and he said, I have not received a penny from that song yet. He hadn't received his first uh, royalty, royalty check. check. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I'm sure later on he got a pretty good check. How about Vicki Lawrence? Vicki Lawrence. Uh, was she, uh, is that the same lady that was on the Carol Burnett show? Played Carol's sister. Yeah. And are we, uh, are we. Had uh, a big country hit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I just don't want to blurt it out here, man. I'm trying to give everybody a chance to catch up. So Vicki Lawrence on the Carol Burnett show had a big country hit called the night the lights went out in Georgia. You're right. Yeah. You're good at this. <laughs> I can't pay you anything. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. For getting these right. I love. I bet you stump. I'm going to stump you on this one, though. Okay, you got me stumped, sir. I'm going to stump you on this. One. John Wesley Riles. Ooh. I remember that name. I really do, but I can't remember the song. The song. John Wesley Riles. I think it was John Wesley Wesley Riles the second or something like that. Yeah. Second yeah. or third? Can't remember the song. What is it, Dave? K. Now I really can't. K A Y. K A Y. K with all your singing talent. Do, 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 do. What year are you talking about closely, right? Mm, probably late sixties. Okay. Don't hold me to that though. Okay. But well, that was, makes sense. Uh, I can't. I don't. I can't pull that one out. And I started in country radio on the air in 69 and I didn't listen to a lot of country until I got into country radio in 69. So yeah, Lake Kay Smith. was a huge hit and John Wesley Riles was never heard from again. <laughs> You're going to pull up the year for me. And so we'll, we'll both be pleased and our listeners will be pleased Trying. to know what year that was. Uh, you can tell by his hairstyle. Boy, yeah, you can, can't you? Um, 1968. I didn't miss it, did you, I? Nope. You Late right. 60s. Yep. yep. Jesse Coulter. 
Mrs. Waylon Jennings. Mm-hmm. She had one big hit. I'll be quite honest with you. I never cared for it. I don't play it very often. What song? I'm is? not Lisa. It was my a, name is Julie. Giant hit. Lisa left you years, years ago. ago. Yeah. I kind of like that song. Why don't you like it? I don't know. It just kind of. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, molasses uh, once a year. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like molasses either, but once a year. Shame on you. Hot biscuits and molasses. (laughs) Yeah, be careful. But we didn't call them molasses at home. Just syrup. Syrup. Yeah, it's syrup making time. (laughs) Boy, that... I do remember that making molasses making time. That was, uh, I, I was around that a couple of years as a child and that was fun. I like, well, that. now do you remember, uh, using a horse or a tractor yeah. to, to, you know, circle the, there was both the circle, uh, there was, uh, that one, uh, Huel Fox and, uh, his molasses making operation used a horse and the horse stop every now and then you have to throw a clod, get up. <laughs> and then later on, I, I, I got around one that, that, that tied the steering wheel of the tractor and it went around in circles. Yeah. I can still, they say your strongest sense is the sense of smell. And, that, and I can still smell that. I still remember the aroma of that big vat and that big vat of molasses or yeah. syrup is, and we call it syrup, syrup making time. <laughs> oh my goodness well uh you got any more one hit wonders over there got a couple more okay terry gibbs had the pleasure of meeting that young lady and she was so sweet such a very nice person she was blind was she not? exactly mm-hmm. yes but what a great or year. is blind I think yeah Terry's still living a great great musician as the sense of hearing and and music and heightened, uh, like Ronnie Millsap and Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. and Ray Charles. Yes. That type of musician who had a song, uh, called, uh, somebody's knocking. You're right. Yeah. Right again. Terry Gibbs. Hard to stump old Randy. I'll tell you. Old keyword. Old. Hard to stump him. But I sure, I thought Terry Gibbs would have a long recording career with lots of hits yeah but she never was able to uh you know sometimes an athlete particularly in baseball will have a big rookie year and then they have what they call the sophomore jinx yeah the second year just doesn't work out and eventually oftentimes they just fade from the scene well, I'm, I am in total agreement with you. Uh, Terry Gibbs, to me, was uh, that kind of artist. Uh, you brought up baseball, and since you brought it up, uh, the season's underway now, mm-hmm. and uh, how are you liking the pitch clock? You know, I at first uh, had my doubts about it, right? but I'm sold. Are you? I think it's great. Okay, good. It's good. You know, I've been to a lot of baseball games, as you have, down through the years, and I remember the last time I was at uh, 
In fact, the only time I've been to the new park, the new Braves Field, called Truist Park, sitting near me was uh, a man, wife, and a youngster about six years old and a babe in arms. They had two young kids there. And brave. The game went about three and a half hours. Really brave. And now with the pitch clock, they've already noticed a, a big reduction in the time it takes to play a baseball game. Now I'm a hardcore baseball fan. I don't care if they play all night. <laughs> but that's free baseball. To when you. you are a family, yeah, and you got kids, it's hot. And a lot of times those kids have to go to school the next day. It's um, it's hard to sit there for uh, a long period of time and keep the kids in check because they get restless. But I hate to see it in one sense because up until the pitch clock, baseball, to my knowledge, is the only sport that doesn't use a clock. You know, there are no timed quarters or no half time. I hadn't thought about that. But now, of course, they do use a clock, the pitch clock. But I kind of like it because, let's face it, a lot of times the batter would get out of the box and fiddle around for a minute or so with his batting gloves. And the pitcher would stroll off the mound. and And that was part of the game. And part of the game I loved is this psyche that's going on here. But that psyche takes a little time, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. The um, bases are larger this year uh-huh. because they say that's cut down on the injuries. And uh, let's see, what else? They're closer together because of the yeah, size. Yeah, of the, yeah. yeah, cuts off a little bit. Oh, uh, the pitcher's only allowed to throw to first base twice. Now, he can throw as many times as he wants, but that third time, if he doesn't get an out, the runner gets to take second base. So, okay. It, it, that seems to be working okay, too. Okay. So, uh, one more one hit wonder. Yeah. Leanne a- Womack. Hmm. Man, you got me there. Leanne Womack. Of course, I, I'm familiar with the artist, but. Mm-hmm. Well, she's had a number of good recordings, but she just had one big hit. And it made the pop charts as well as the country charts. And I love the lyrics of the song. I had the lyrics uh, made up as a uh, wall hanging for my daughter, Gina. The song is I Hope You Dance. Oh, yes. I hope you dance. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that song. Oh, yeah. That's a giant song. Giant song. Power gold. And if you aren't familiar with the lyrics to I Hope You Dance, I hope you'll pull it up. I do, too. And read the lyrics. Yeah. Just Google Lee Ann Womack. Yeah. I Hope You Dance. Beautiful lyrics. Yeah. I don't know where my mind went. I've interviewed her and played that song 
many times, and it is a fantastic song. Boy, you've brought back some so many great memories here today. Dave, I've loved this segment, uh, second segment we've done on One Hit Wonders. Uh, but, you know, we're only just getting started. We talked, uh, we're going to do a show on duets, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a show or two or three on bluegrass music. And how bluegrass music has really become mainstream. Absolutely. And it was just a little niche right. form of music there for so many years. Well, it's big time now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have- And I want you to read this book that I brought you, the biography of Bill Monroe, Yeah. before we do that show. Uh, well, that's a done deal. Uh, and we'll be back and talk more of the great years of music and broadcasting that these two old guys have done and continue to do on our little podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of Hot Mike with Randy Houston and Dave Hogan.